Hello and welcome to a special edition of the In The Money Players podcast. This is an annual one. This is our Del Mar lifestyle show. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital. Extremely excited to be making my long-awaited return to the Del Mar summer meet this week. Before we get started, I do want to reiterate that we are brought to you today by the Little Red Feather Charity Challenge, a contest happening on Sunday, August 13th. You can play on track or at tvg.com. This is a $600 buy-in, $300 in live bank, $300 in the prize pool. That includes the charitable donation, and it's a pretty fantastic prize pool as well with a Breeders' Cup betting challenge seat, two NHC entries, and a couple of Pegasus challenge seats, and some cash as well. You can learn more about that on the Delmar website. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. We want to get this one sold out to help a great cause for our friends at uh, Little Red Feather and the work they do for uh, Thoroughbred Aftercare, specifically out there in California. We'll be talking more about that between now and the big day. But now we're here to talk about things to do at Del Mar other than watch the races. Actually, there'll be a little bit of watching the races chatter uh, embedded in this conversation as well. But really, I want to know what our guests want to do before the races, after the races, uh, various activities in the area. We've done a bunch of these shows. They always prove to be popular. We've got two guests lined up. And the first one we're going to introduce, you know her from the fantastic work she does at uh, FanDuel TV, TVG.com. The, the, she is one of the most respected voices when it comes to uh, looking at horses, when it comes to analyzing horses. She's been in the game her whole life. She is Christina Blacker. How are you, Christina? I'm doing very well. Thank you. And thanks for having me on the show. I, Del Mar is my absolute favorite place in the world. I look forward to coming down here every year. I never want to leave. Hopefully one day I will retire here. So if we're talking about Del Mar, I am all in. That is so good. We had Michelle Yu on last year and she's funny because, you know, she moves down there and, and like camps the whole summer. So she doesn't get into the, it's harder for her just because of her professional and family life. You you get the sense that while she loves it, there there's part of her that, you know, would rather be talking about, you know, say stuff around uh, Santa Anita. It's good to have a true dyed in the wool uh, Del Mar lover in your case, Christina. It's true. And it is difficult for families. It's difficult when the kids go back to school. But for Dan and I, you know, we treat it as really our one holiday of the year. Aside from visiting his family, this is where we go. So this is what we save up for every year. This is what the kids look forward to every year. It was the place I always looked forward to. I have so many wonderful memories of growing up with the other racetrack kids on the beach in Del Mar. And I just love kind of having that same way of growing up for my kids here. So we we go all in and we save all year to spend this time down here, but we just love it. That's awesome. Can't wait to get to some of your recommendations. We're also joined today by a guy you've heard on these airwaves before in various different contexts. He's a newbie to the area. I think he's only been out there, I don't know, a year and a half. We'll get that the specifics from him. But I thought of him for this project because he did such a great job creating these little what you might call lifestyle videos on his Twitter feed last year, The Brown Andrew. He is Andrew Brown. Brownie, what's going on? PTF, great to be with you on these airwaves. Looking forward to actually seeing you in the flesh uh, very soon as well ahead of opening day. Um, yeah, I've been here for what coming up to two years now in Solana Beach, right next door to Del Mar via 
Louisville uh, before that, and Chicago before that, Detroit. Uh, I hear the Midwestern accent. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, well, New Zealand and Australia before that as well. But I'm now not leaving. I'm putting down roots. I've found my happy place, and that is uh, Del Mar. And um, I'm happy to share, you know, excited to share a few places that I've found as well over the last couple of years in terms of eating, drinking, things to do and all that kind of stuff. My brother and his wife are actually in town at the moment. They've been here for the last week or so. So I feel like I've been in training because we've been eating out for breakfast, lunch and dinner for the last week. Well, let's start right there. Actually, breakfast. We'll, we'll start. We'll start at the beginning of the day. Give me. I want a good breakfast spot from each of you, and and Andrew, we'll keep it with you. Okay. Well, the most reliable breakfast spot that I have, and I always take guests here, um, especially if they're here for a few days. You're going to know this one. It's Claire's on Cedros. Uh, it's uh, you know always reliable, great menu, really good service. Beautiful outdoor courtyard out the back. Actually, you can sit out the front as well. They've got a great takeaway area on the left if you just need to pull in quickly and grab a coffee and run. But uh, Claire's on Cedrus is probably one of my one or two or three or four or five or six breakfast go-tos, PTF. <laughs> Man, clearly eats a lot. No intermittent fasting for Andrew Brown with the six, <laughs> uh, with the six breakfast spots uh, coming out the gate. But uh, Claire San Cedros takes the cake for you. Uh, while we're talking breakfast, I know you have your, your coffee spot that I've actually broadcast some shows from. Give them, give them a quick shout, and then we'll bring Christina back in. Yeah, well, the same street. So just a, across the road from Solana Beach uh, there on Cedros, again, it's, it's the barefoot coffee roasteries and you know they're a, a fantastic vibe there they always do a good flat white for me which is my preferred uh, cup of joe um, so fancy a couple of shots of espresso with some steamed milk uh, a little bit more potent than a latte you would say uh, but again they've got a great outdoor uh, area it's hyper local as well and they've actually got a sneaky little breakfast menu too they do a good uh, bagel and locks um, and, and other bagels. They also do a little bit of tri-tip as well, a tri-tip sandwich if you've maybe had a couple of drinks the night before and just want to uh, shake off some rust. But uh, yeah, Barefoot Coffee is probably my number one coffee experience. I've got plenty more too, depending where I am in the area. But uh, yeah, Barefoot's number one for me. We'll keep it. We'll keep it there for now. Christina, we'll bring you you back in. Are you, are you mu- first of all, are you much of a breakfast eater? Um, generally, I mean, I always eat breakfast, but I'm not much of a go out to breakfast person, to be honest, just because I'm always going, 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 trying to get ready for the races or get the kids to wherever they need to be. But I am not putting this on. We went to Claire's on Cedros this morning. I just (laughs) went back from there. I had the lemon ricotta pancakes, which are my favorite. And it's the only thing that they make there. It's it's the only place I found them that's that good. Uh, So we all went there this morning, the girls and I. Uh, but I'll give you a couple others. If you are a pancake person, Snooze up in Delmar Heights area, they have these flights of pancakes. And so Ooh. you can choose like three or four types and they'll give you a little bit bigger than a dollar size pancake. You get one of each of three or four and they have all sorts of uh, dulce de leche pancakes. And of course the banana pancakes and chocolate chip. And there's like a creme brulee pancake. I mean, just wild and something that's really decadent and fun to share. So that would be another uh, option if you're really kind of wanting to go for it for breakfast. And then I'll give you two more. If you were looking for a typical kind of San Diego, super healthy, gluten-free, you're keeping it very clean. There's a place called Naked Cafe in Solana Beach. I'm assuming that 
Andrew, you can walk to Naked Cafe from wherever you are because it's right down uh, across from Fletcher's Cove. That place is phenomenal. And then, again, if you've had like a big night out, you just have to go with the breakfast burritos from Roberto's. That will set you straight no matter what happened the night before. A good breakfast burrito from Roberto's will turn things around and you'll be ready to start your day again. <laughs> no offense to Michelle and Billy who did the show last year and were fantastic and had tons of good ideas. But I, but I think I, I may have found the dream team here with you, uh, with you two based on some of these. So uh, that we just really like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a chance, Andrew, to quickly mention you, it, you, you seemed ready to, to spit out a few more breakfast places if you want to give them before we, we move on to uh, the middle of the day, or you could, you can segue with a brunch spot and then get into lunch, however you want to play. Sure. Well, given little red feathers involvement in this, I think we should probably mention Gary's favorite breakfast spot. And that would be Milton's uh, just on Via Della Valle there. Um, very reliable. And you might even get a tip or two for the races that coming day. Cause there's plenty of trainers, owners, jockeys that get involved in Milton's as well. Um, Love Naked Cafe, Christina. Sensational. You just go for an early morning swim there down at Fletcher's Cove, then straight through the park over to Naked Cafe and uh, get yourself some breakfast. But also a, a couple of other little sneakies. If you don't mind venturing into Encinitas or even Lucadia, there's a little cafe called Queen Stage that attracts a lot of cyclists and they do a sensational chia pudding Yes, I said chia pudding and an asahi bowl, as well as really good coffee and lofty roasting works in Encinitas as well. If you want a, a, just a small but really good toast menu, they just focus generally on toast. They've got lots of pastries as well. Their hummus and avocado toast is outstanding. Uh, really, really good. So that's lofty roasting works. They've also got a couple of cafes around um, as well. But uh, yeah, I would say they're the other kind of breakfast spots that, that jump out at me. Um, Brunch wise, if we did want to segue into that, you, you could probably look at Poseidon and Jake's down there uh, at Del Mar on the beachfront as well. You get the great views, that's for sure. When you're down, uh, when you, when you're down that way, I love the fact that you've covered both the tri tip and the chia pudding. You could clearly, <laughs> clearly, you have no one way of eating, Andrew. No, that's right. And, and I mean, while we're talking about tri tip as well, um, we should mention the tri tip sandwich at Seaside Market at Carter by the Sea. So you actually go into the seaside market, get your groceries and all that kind of stuff, and then you buy your tri-tip sandwich coupon, go out to the guys that are cooking it in the barbecue outside the supermarket and just sit down, look at the waves, look at the surfers and enjoy your tri-tip sandwich. It's outstanding with a whole, I guess, pretty much bottle of barbecue sauce that they put on it as well. It's delicious. I started bringing it to the racetrack too. They call it affectionately the Cardiff Crack. It is no. that good the sandwich hard. and that's the, yeah, that's the steak or the meat that they bring out. And you can actually buy an entire piece of meat and cook it at home as well. If you really want to impress someone with your barbecue skills at home, just go to the seaside market, buy a tri-tip and then cook it yourself on the grill at home. <laughs> I think I, I feel like I'm, kind of, I'm eating this this weekend at some point. I, I, I'm, I'm completely sold. Not the first time this has come up, but I, I'm, I'm now I'm ready to commit to the to the tri tip. Uh, and is that is that something you can do for for lunch and dinner? Like what's the when, when what's, what would be the recommended time to hit the market and, and get the tri tip sandwich? We usually get it for dinner. I mean, it's right there for lunch. If you're like Andrew was saying, if you're grocery shopping and you know in that market, you'll find anything you could ever want or need or 
don't need. It's one of those places where you walk in and you walk out with one grocery bag and somehow you spent $200, but everything's amazing. Um, but yeah, we usually would get that for dinner and then just come back and, and barbecue, you know, grab some of the fresh corn. It's such a good time with like seasonal fruit that's available and all those summer vegetables. That's all you need for a, for a good night. You can even make it and, and take it down to the beach too. Speaking of uh, intermittent fasting, I'm glad we did this show in the afternoon and not in the morning because I would be breaking the fast immediately here, hearing about all of this stuff. Give me, Christina, some other ideas for pre, pre-races eating that isn't breakfast. So I, it's weird with the, with the 2 p.m. post time, right? Because I love it because you have that whole morning, whether you're studying or you're watching the racing at Saratoga or you go down to the beach, you know, you have a, a big, long gap. And then because the races go a little bit later, you ended up having kind of a really late dinner. So I always end up having like four smaller meals through the day. I'll have something late in the morning. And then that like 11, 12 o'clock, there are so many great smoothie spots around here. There's Ooh. Choice Juicery, which is right in Solana Beach. That place is phenomenal. There's Beaming over by the Gelson's, which is right on Via de la Valle, right when you get off the freeway, the Rockstar smoothie there is, they don't make it anywhere up near me at Santa Anita, Pasadena, Arcadia area. I cannot wait to go there to get my first of many $18 smoothies, but it's a hundred percent worth it. It is so worth it. So I usually end up doing that kind of middle of the day and then having a late lighter lunch. And there is one spot if you're just going down to the beach and you're keeping it really casual and it sounds crazy, but a lot of my colleagues from FanDuel are always tweeting about it. There's this little liquor store right on PCH, sort of near Brigantine restaurant called the okay. Quick Corner. Quick yeah. Corner makes the best sandwiches in town. It's yeah. going to take a while to get one. You're best to call first. I will always just call ahead and then drive by and grab it on my way to the track. But give yourself like 20, 30 minutes to get a sandwich because that's how good it is and that's how popular it is. And they make everything. I had, I've been to that place and I had no idea. What's it yeah, called again? What's the sandwich? Quick Corner. Quick Corner. I mean, the quick. it sounds like the Quickie Mart. And yet we're <laughs> recommending the sandwiches from here. Yep. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. What sandwiches? That sounds like something, Brownie. You're going to have a specific recommendation about, or is it just all about uh, all about Milton's for you in that regard? No, no. I've got sandwiches, um, other places as well. Uh, now that one that Christina just mentioned. My uh, girlfriend goes there from time to time on her way to work and swears by it. And so does she. Works at NBC in San Diego, and the news readers there also live in the area and swear by that sandwich um, place. So yeah, it's an absolute must if you're in town, but the others as well, I think if we're talking sandwiches, you can't talk sandwiches in Del Mar and not mention Borden brew, especially the Turcado with the special sauce. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, but a little sneaky one, Ike's sandwiches up the road, Del Mar Heights road, uh, just a little bit past one Paseo. And they have a lot of sandwiches named after famous athletes, uh, famous local athletes as well, including uh, Bills and Hall of Fame wide receiver Andre Reid, who's a Del Mar nice. local. Uh, other famous locals like Phil Mickelson and Tony Hawk. Really good selection of sandwiches there. Uh, lots of meats and vegetarian options. Um, they're really delicious. Uh, the other one that does great sandwiches, especially if you like a cheese, uh, a ham and cheese baguette on their fresh baguette is uh, Prager Brothers Bakery in downtown Encinitas. We actually just got a few sandwiches from there on Friday morning and then took them to La Jolla. I had some, God, my, my 
brother and his wife were in town, as I mentioned, but my godparents came down from Mountain View as well. We grabbed a bunch of sandwiches from there and went to La Jolla uh, and checked out the seals and all that kind of stuff. And uh, their sandwiches are really good. They bake their own bread. Uh, their ham and cheese baguette, as I just mentioned, is, is absolutely outstanding. But uh, plenty of sandwich options around. One more I will mention at Solana Beach in the car park. Uh, sorry, the parking lot, I should say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is a, a little place called Cindy's Snack Shack. And they do a barn me, which is pretty darn good as well. That's really close to Naked Cafe that we were mentioning before, uh, just in the parking lot there behind Fletcher Cove. It's called Cindy's Snack Shack. It's actually a, rel- a relation of... Uh, the sushi station sushi there on the 101 at Solana Beach as well. But yeah, really, really good barn maze at Cindy's Snack Shack. An embarrassment of riches. I just have to clarify one thing. I'm pretty sure I know, but Turcado, is that a turkey avocado sandwich? We don't have that in the East Coast. Yes, that is uh, a lot of turkey and a lot of avocado. I think there's some salad in there as well. But the Holy Grail is this special sauce that they have. It kind of tastes a little bit mango-y. Have you had it before, Christina? No, I haven't. This is a new one for me. I'm already writing it down. <laughs> I'm writing your I'm writing your recommendations down as well. So this is great. Uh, yeah, it's it's right there in downtown Del Mar, and it's really really popular. I think they've just opened up a couple of other outlets as well in various places, but that one is the original. Fantastic sandwiches. You can probably share one between two as well. They are massive. What's the name of the place that has the Turcado again? Uh, board, as in surfboard. And yes. brew, board and brew. As they have they have a bunch of local beers featured there as well. I'm guessing. You would think that, or, but or is don't. it coffee brew? No, it's not even coffee because I, I asked for a coffee the time that I was there as well. Maybe they've got some beers, Pete. Yeah, but it was too early for me <laughs> to get one. Clearly, not what stands out about the place. All right, no, let's move on, Christina, to to a little bit later in the day. Unless you, if you, have, if we, we need to loop back and cover anything else, we surely can with the loosey goosey flow of this show. But very curious <laughs> about your favorite dinner options in the area. There's so many. I feel like we could do a whole episode just on dinner. Uh, I think you have to start first and foremost with pamplemousse. I mean, it's just sort of for me, and I think for a lot of people now, really synonymous with Del Mar. It's an incredible spot. And you'll go in if you're a horse racing fan. And if you just want to, you know, have the experience of being there with different horsemen, different owners, trainers, jockeys, you name it, everybody wants to celebrate a Pamplemousse after a big race. And it's because you just feel like you're in such an atmosphere that celebrates racing when you're there. Pamplemousse, actually, we were very, very lucky. uh, What was it? 11 years ago? Pamplemousse catered our wedding. So we had Jeff's paella and his steak, and he brought out the mini Kobe burgers at like midnight. I mean, it was just, I remember being in Pamplemousse when I was younger and thinking, why would you come to this fancy restaurant and just get the burger? And then (laughs) one day I got the burger. (laughs) And I like forever was changed. And you can't have a burger anywhere else because it's never as good. And it's also the home of the famous $50 grilled cheese, which I would say, If you are going with a group, get that as an appetizer and just share it. So everybody gets a piece and you all get the chance to try it and then, you know, move on to whatever else you want to have for your main course. But that's, that's like first and foremost where I have to, have to start. I also, I just love so many places. I mean, Ken's Sushi is, I think the best sushi restaurant I have ever been to. I don't, I don't know that I've had better sushi anywhere else uh, other than Ken's Sushi. Um, Valentina in Encinitas. I know Andrew is talking a little bit about Encinitas. If you like Spanish food and it's very sort of seafood forward, really fresh, really light, 
Valentina's tiny little hole in the wall, but incredible. And then, you know, Cucina Enoteca that's very nearby to the racetrack, really fun atmosphere, um, just sort of one of those bar areas that you can go into and you'll always find somebody that you know there and, you know, grab a spot and you'll have a great meal. I really could go on forever because you won't have a bad meal out at night in Del Mar. We don't really go out to dinner much up at home in LA and we have plenty of options if you wanted to go over to Hollywood or, you know, Malibu or whatnot, but Dan's a great cook, but this is the one town where we eat out all the time because they are all these places that can actually make things better than he can at home. Otherwise, I think you can make everything else better. <laughs> I love that. If um, I think Del Mar and I think I think about Mexican food, given the proximity to Mexico, is there a Mexican place that stands out or even just like a place that does tacos that, that, that deserves a shout? Fidel's is the famous one, and it's very, very close by. And they're great, too, if you have a big party. If you have a big group and you're looking to kind of land somewhere, that's an awesome spot. They also do, like, family-style takeout if you're hosting and you want to just grab some stuff from there and, and bring it home. I would say Fidel's is kind of your your spot. And then there's lots of other more, like, fresh Mexican types. There's, oh, and I'm totally, Alcee 101, which is right on Highway 101, has really incredible fresh Mexican food, a little bit more uh, modern, I would say, but definitely flavors that you'll want to try. And yeah, you just, you can't go wrong anywhere you go. Now I'm already, I need to start booking these reservations because I don't have anything lined up this week. <laughs> that's a good, that's a very good point. Uh, I, I, need to, I need to be thinking along those lines too. Andrew, let's bring you in for, for, for dinner thoughts, either piggybacking off of uh, some of Christina's or delivering some of your own. You and I did, uh, we, were, we were at Pamplemousse together uh, last fall and I'm, I'm glad we did get a bite of that $50 grilled cheese. Yeah, that was outstanding. Um, what a great experience too. Just a fantastic service and, you know, feels so homely uh, there as well and a great place to celebrate after the races. Um, yeah, love a, a couple of the ones that Christina mentioned there, particularly Kachina and Ateca, which is always nice and handy to the racetrack after a, a day out at the track. Um, sorry to keep going on about my brother, but I will mention this place uh, because he's a, a he's a bit of a famous restaurateur back in Australia and New Zealand, right? So I do take note of, of what he likes and what he doesn't like. Last year when he visited, he'd been around Europe and then New York and then came to visit uh, us in Del Mar and we went to Herb and Sea. Mm-hmm. And he said that that was his favourite meal of his whole trip at Herb and Sea in Encinitas. We went back again a few nights ago, and, and again, it didn't disappoint. Uh, so Herb and C there at uh, Encinitas has just got a, a really modern uh, kind of a, a, a Italian menu, I guess you could say, or modern American. Uh, great fish. We had the seared sea bass, which was, you know, just melt-in-your-mouth stuff. Uh, the, the hanger steak was just sensationally cooked and really, really good. Great cocktails. Uh, the wood-fired pizzas are sensational as well. They do a good uh, crudo. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say Herb and Sea is sitting at the top of, of my list in terms of places to go out, which is it's still casual, but a, a little bit um, a little bit more of a, a fancy place to go out and eat. Um, Encinitas Fish Shop, if you just want something really casual as well, uh, that's also in Encinitas. They'll just cook up the fresh fish of the day and you can pair it with a salad or, or chips and all that sort of stuff as well. Pete, we can't talk about dinner in Del Mar without your favorite, the place that you, the place that you go to every single night that you're here, the place that we could probably, it could have its own podcast. (laughs) 
You're referring, of course, to the Pacific Coast Grill, my buddy uh, Steve Goldberg and the fabulous team there. I just love the place. I know there's so many good places, and I, I should probably spread the love around more, but there have been weeks where I've gone every single night. I just, I love to sit. It just it lowers my blood pressure to sit there, watch the sunset with a margarita. And I love the food. I, I, it's very fun, you know, uh, sort of a little bit of a, of a, of a fusion-y kind of cuisine, all very uh, Pacific Coast focused, whether it's on the, the, the Asian side of things or the California side of things. Really cool wine list. Always good beer on tap, but most importantly, always like friendly people, good good vibes and delicious food. I do appreciate the chance to give the gratuitous plug to my friend's place, but I I, I truly love it. And and you you dig it, obviously. You you uh, you go there without me once in a while. Absolutely, I always take guests there. I mean, it's a great place to just watch the sunset. The food's good. The bag of bones can't go yes. there out there without getting the bag of bones. Uh, That's the worth a shout out. The the presentation of the the paper bag full of ribs with the fries is is. Uh, it's it's yeah. it's a winning combination. We walked in. The, Pete's pretty famous there, Christina. We walked in there once. I feel like and, I need to go with him. Can I? Can oh, I be yeah, with him. You're a legend in there. We we walked in there once, and the place was absolutely humming. It was so busy. I'm going to say it was 6 p.m. on a, a Friday afternoon or something like that. And the girls uh, at the the front desk, for whatever reason, which was unusual, they didn't recognize him. And they said they were full and we could potentially wait out for a table, uh, open seating at the bar and all that kind of stuff. And we were taking stock with our heads down and our tails between our legs about to walk out when uh, someone shouted out, Pete, Pete. And it was the manager on duty at the time. And the next thing we know, we're being led to the best table in the whole <laughs> restaurant outside, just a beautiful table of four. Um, where we sat for the next two or three hours watching the sunset and enjoying some cocktails. It was lovely. My man Phil, that was. And that was that was pr- pretty magic. You know, you don't want to, like, call in that. But if somebody sees you, I'll take advantage. You know what? It, it's, <laughs> it's not that much that being, you know, that being horse race famous affords you. So if, if you can occasionally get a good table, we'll, uh, we'll take that. So, yeah, yeah, I'm glad, very glad to give them a shout out. And it would be fun to all go together. Any Anybody else on any other? Uh, I know we could go all night. Oh, while we're talking food, let's talk specifically dessert. I didn't put this on the rundown, but I, I'm just I just have an idea that there's got to be whether it's ice cream or and and maybe this segues into uh, some of the family activity stuff too potentially, Christina. But any any particular dessert winners that need name checking other than the uh, the bread pudding at at PCG that I'll throw out there as mine. Yeah, oh, the, I, every restaurant that we go to, there's there's something good, right? You think of the the desserts at Pamplemousse, and I'll definitely second the incredible food at Urban Sea. Brian Malarkey owns quite a few uh, percentages of racehorses, too. He's the head chef okay. there. That's one of his restaurants, and he loves coming to the track and has always been you know, just such a big promoter of this area. This is really where he kind of got started with his, with his restaurants. Um, I would say Handles, if you're looking for a more casual just kind of fun kids ice cream spot. The original handles used to be right on PCH in Encinitas, but they've now, I think, franchised it a little bit. And there's a few others. There's one in Del Mar Heights Plaza now. And I think there might be one a little bit further north, Andrew. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But the handles ice cream is always uh, a treat and a winner for sure. And then also like little tiny hole in the wall right at, I think it's, 19th or 20th street in Del Mar, there's this tiny little shack where you can go get like pizzas or hot dogs just to take out onto the beach. But they have 
all the old school ice cream bars and popsicles that you remember from when you were a kid, they still have them there. So you can go into that little shack for like a dollar fifty and get one of those ice creams or popsicles and take it out the beach. And you feel like you've just stepped back in time. (laughs) Andrew, chime in on the on the dessert question. Uh, well, we're spoiled for choice with ice cream. Uh, one that I will mention is Jojo's Creamery, which is a little hole-in-the-wall uh, homemade ice cream place in uh, Encinitas, just opposite the, the fish shop. So it's a great uh, exactor, actually. Encinitas Fish Shop all up uh, the Jojo's Creamery opposite, just across the road. Uh, they have a cayenne sea salt caramel, Ooh. which is just incredible so just think sea salt caramel but with a little bit of spice to it amazing their peanut butter chip is so really really good as well but uh they also give you a free cookie with your (laughs) ice cream so free homemade cookie and their their cones are just so so good but there's also been a a new one that's opened up or closer to the track in the last year originally it was in encinitas and now they've got a new spot at solana beach on the 101 gelato 101 really good gelato and then up the uh, Delmar Heights Road, Salt and Straw at One Paseo is one of my favourites as well uh, in terms of the ice cream. If I can just double back to, to um, dinner as well, Pete, one thing that we should do if you did want to do something different to Pacific Coast Grill this time when you're around, we should sure. try Rare, Rare Society on Cedros. I think it may mm, have opened. Really good. Yeah. I've been for a cocktail. It's, it's, it looked like the menu was very steak focused. Is that right? Steak and fish, yeah, yeah. Did you see oh, cool. the old fashioned that they have there, Pete? Which is with dry aged, fat washed bourbon. Don't I ask had me one. That's that's what I had when Frank Scatoni and I went there at uh, I think it was, it was at the Breeders' Club. You were not there that trip. What was that like? Oh, it was. It's good. It just imparts like it's not fat. It doesn't taste like fat. You, but it. It has like a very round mouthfeel and you just pick up that that smoke from the bacon, you know, so it really there is this like liquid bacon quality to it. So if that sounds gross to you, skip it. But if that sounds delicious, you're going to really love that drink. And I, I loved it. I should add too, I've, I've managed to procure about um, I think I'm up to about 14 or 15 bottles of bourbon that I've got here at home. Will that be enough? Um, when you're visiting? <laughs> That's good for me. But what are you going to drink? Andrew? <laughs> I, I, it, it is interesting. I think San Diego. I think tequila, but you, but with with you and ex Kentuckian in there, I think we can bend the rules to to get the to get some whiskey in off the goalpost. And I I've think got some, I've got tequila as well. Don't worry about that. I don't discriminate. Rare Society, I think, also did have some interesting whiskeys on the list as well. So that's a good one. Oh, Before nice. we leave the dinner thing, very specifically, Christina gave us some good Mexican ideas. But is there, in my imagination, there's going to be like some sort of talk, ta- like very quick taco specific place that we haven't touched on yet that people might want to check out, you know, if you're in sort of a grab and go food mode, as so often happens on racetrack uh, trips. Does, does one leap out above the others for either of you? You can always do the quick like Roberto's tacos if you're just looking to go and you're kind of sitting outside. That was the same place that I mentioned for mm-hmm. the breakfast burritos. Tamarindo, I think, has pretty good tacos, too, which is a little bit nicer. But, you know, you're going to sit down and have drinks and, and dinner there. That's right up in the middle of town. So you can you can kind of have 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 it any way you want, whether it's to go and quick or you can sit down and have a fancier version. 
I feel like we're ready to segue into talking unless Andrew, you want to chime in with the taco real quick. I want to, I want to start getting down to some of the other items on the list, including a very open ended one about best places to sit and, uh, and look at the form and, and, you know, get your head together, get your head right, whether it's uh, the night before for the races the next day or, or early morning, um, you know, still get organized before heading over to the races. What do you, what do you think, Andrew? Uh, as far as Mexican is concerned, I'll, I'll just add the taco stand at Encinitas is pretty darn good too. So, um, and you can grab and go there or sit down. It's pretty quick and the, the tacos are pretty special. I like them. But in, in, for, in terms of just hanging out and studying the form, uh, I mean, I just love the beach, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Del Mar or Solana Beach or, or Cardiff by the Sea, go for a swim, lay the towel down or get a Tommy Bahamas seat and sit there and just go through the form. Uh, other than that... Um, the Cindy's Snack Shack that I mentioned before has got a really nice bar that's kind of looking out towards the water. It's a good place to do your form. Uh, Poseidon's, grab a $17 avocado on toast uh, with a million dollar view and, and do your form. That's probably... I think a- that math works out favorably. Yeah. Uh, oh, I guess we, we... The Brig's probably a great place to do some form, isn't it? Like uh, sitting out the back there, maybe with a, a nice icy cold beer, looking out at the track before things get underway. Yeah. I, I, I love all those ideas. I've, I've looked at the, I've looked at many races in, in various of, of those places. Christina, I'm going to take a guess though. I don't know. Maybe you have a secluded home office where you can work at home, but I'm guessing in your busy home, you might have a go-to spot to, to head out and, and pour over things. Yeah, that's true. I I'll agree with Andrew. I think my, my first and always the choice I would make if I can is just to go down to the beach. I, I think that if you're here and you have the opportunity, whether it's in the morning or at night, in the middle of the day, just to sit in front of the Pacific Ocean, it clears your head and you, you know, have a better, better frame of mind when you're looking at the races and looking at your form. So definitely I would put that, that on top. I'll agree that Brig is a great spot too, to be able to go and, and sit there outside. And if you're willing to stay a little bit later, you almost can watch the first race or two from there too. You yeah. can, you know, just hang out, have a long, slow lunch before you make your way over to the racetrack. I also like to sit outside and have, you can have the breakfast at La hotel and sit out on the patio there. And then you still have that sort of outdoor area. You could have a rosé if you're on vacation, look at the form from there. And if you're staying there or anywhere near town, they have shuttles that just take you right down to the racetrack. But I would say first and foremost, it's the beach for me. If not sitting at home, you know, hunker down on the dining room table trying to figure everything out before I go over there. I love it. The the Brig, definitely a great place to grab a drink after the races. I've that that at times has been a ritual for me to leave uh, with one race to go and head up there and try to get a good spot at the bar and, uh, and watch the last from there. Any other places specifically, we covered the food stuff pretty well. Any other places specifically just for either a cocktail, you talked about a rare society, Andrew, but a place to go to, to grab a beer or, uh, or drink after the races and before dinner in anywhere we didn't get to yet. Uh, well, as far as drinks after the races, I think Viewpoint's a great one. Uh, just really close to the track, Viewpoint Brewery. Um, that's always a, a go-to, and they've got a pretty good food menu there as well. Um, Culture Brewing, I don't mind, uh, on Cedros. Cedros is getting a, a bit of a run on this pod, uh, <laughs> so that's always that's always a good one. Pete, I think if we're going to talk breweries and places to drink, I don't know about you, Christine, but Pete, you might be the best, the most qualified. 
<laughs> Despite living 3,000 miles away, what does that say about me? I, I, I'm looking to expand my list this time because I know that there's been so many new breweries that have opened. But my go-tos the last several trips have been Pure Project. There's a few of them. I specifically love the one in Carlsbad. I mean, I just think they're doing really great creative beers and they have very well-trained, friendly staff and uh, just great atmosphere. Burgeon is another one also up Carlsbad way that's doing more. They do a lot, but they do they do the best like East Coast styled IPAs I have out there. Um, New English is one I really like a lot. I went to New English before going to Ken's Sushi Workshop that Christina mentioned before on a recent trip. And that was that was really good. I mean, there are literally hundreds. The more famous ones are still really good. The Stones and the and the Modern Times and the and the Ballast Points. But in terms of new ones, those those leap to mind. How about you, Christina? Any places specifically? You've given so many great ideas, but anywhere specifically for like a post-races drink that pops to your head? Yeah, we've mentioned so many good ones. I mean, I love the Pony Room at Rancho Valencia. I think that's really fun and a really fun bar that always kind of kicks off. And they have great restaurants there, too. And then there's another spot in Encinitas. And the name can maybe scare you off a little bit, but don't be afraid. It's called Death by Tequila. (laughs) Very good. And they make an amazing spicy margarita, among other things. And really good food, too. But definitely, if you want a good margarita and they have all different, you know, flavors and styles, that is a must-visit spot in Encinitas. Love it. We should mention, um, probably give Monarch Ocean Pub a bit of a shout out as well there at downtown Del Mar. Great spot, especially with that rooftop bar. And one I was just going to throw out there to you guys is um, one of my favorites in Cardiff uh, for a very relaxed beachside pub, The Shanty. One of my faves. Great patio looking out towards the Pacific, people sitting around in their bodies and bikinis, enjoying a cold brewski. It's just got a really cool vibe. Sounds very San Diego. Yes, yes, 100%. So you guys have both mentioned the beach, and I'm very excited to hear the answer to this next question. I'm looking for some suggestions. I'm, I'm back after a, a, a month in England, not really keeping up my uh, physical fitness regime. I'm coming out there, and I'm planning on exercising every day. I want some tips for outdoor activities slash uh, exercise, whether they be you know, uh, you know, a go-to for me is just walking slash running on the beach, but I'm sure there's more clever and creative things that uh, folks can do to, to, to keep that, uh, health, uh, life balance in check when you're going to the races several days in a row. Christina, I'll start with you. What are your, you have an, you have some outdoor exercise go-tos? Yeah, there's no shortage of outdoor activities here. That is for sure. Um, I'm the same in terms of the beach, you know, whether it's a walk on the beach or a run on the beach, that's always going to be my first choice when I'm down here, just because it is so beautiful and so invigorating. If you're good game enough to go for a swim as well, always good to get that uh, ocean water and the, the fresh salt water. Uh, very, very good for you and healthy. Torrey Pines is a great place to go hiking. If you're more of a hiker, if you want to, you know, have a beautiful view and, and some, nice trails to hike. That's certainly a go-to. And then if you're willing to jump in the car, you can head up to Carlsbad Lagoon, or there's lots of places, but this is just sort of an easy one and rent a paddleboard, do a little paddle paddleboarding, nice. uh, just for some, some good exercise. It'll definitely challenge your balance and your core strength and everything else, but uh, low impact and still really fun and kind of brings you at peace 
with nature. Dan goes surfing all the time. He's a big surfer. He brought three boards down here. We were packing up the car. It's like, really? Three? I mean, we're there for like, I don't know, six or seven weeks. But I personally am not very good at it and never really caught on. But uh, you can have lessons or you can just go out there and and do your best, even if it's with a boogie board. It's definitely one of those experiences that you have to kind of grab the bull by the horns and go for when you're here. That's cool. If you wanted, is there a specific place one would you would recommend for one to go for for lessons or something like that? I wouldn't mind giving a shout to a, to a place. Yeah, they, I mean, pretty much everywhere. Like Del Mar offers uh, surf lessons. Solana Beach does as well. If you just go on the various uh, websites, you know, local Del Mar Beach, Google that. You'll you'll find the listings, and they have all sorts of camps. If you have kids that are interested, and then all the way up through lessons for adults as well. Very cool. Andrew, do you surf? I assume you do as a as an Aussie living in Del Mar. I do surf. I actually picked up a, a couple of surfboards since I've been here too, because I didn't have any with me in Kentucky, believe it or not. Uh, I got a, <laughs> a Costco uh, special, Jerry Lopez Foamy, for uh, $110 marked down to 80 I think there's some in there at the moment, actually, as well. This is a season later. And also, I've got a surfboard that's you may have seen behind me in a few Zoom previews from time to time. It's um, right. covered in covered in an Australian flag. So I wasn't yeah, I sure if that surfing. was just a prop. <laughs> it's kind of both. It doubles as both. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll echo uh, Tory Pines that hike that Christina mentioned. I think it's just absolutely spectacular. We're so lucky to have it so close to us as well, and it's you know it's pretty easy as well. Um, there's different levels of difficulty but if you stick to the easy trails it's it's anyone can do it um but there's so many other great hikes around if you are keen to jump in your car as well i mean there's um potato chip rock which is really really cool um you can get some great photos for instagram the kids will love it uh eagle rocks another good one or even sunset cliffs down at point loma uh or ocean beach sort of around there um so yeah i just think spoil for choice with with hiking around here if we're going to mention Torrey Pines, we should probably mention the golf course, uh, which is, you know, one of the best public courses in America. Not too difficult to get on if you, uh, you know, book in advance and, and all that kind of stuff. So golfing around there is pretty amazing. And um, another little hike, actually, it's in Solana Beach. The kids will love this one. Annie's Canyon. It's like a slot canyon. It takes about an hour and you sort of squeeze through these, you know, big rock formations. And it's really, really cool too. Uh, you can just sort of park on... Loma Santa Fe or just off Loma Santa Fe and then walk along the five. That's how you access it. And it's a really cool little hike that takes, you know, probably an hour, an hour and a half total. What about, uh, I know you're a cyclist, is there? Yeah. And I know Susan has at points, I wish I could remember the name, but like rented a bike and, and taken it around there. Any any particular advice for that? Yeah, actually, where I mentioned um, Queen Stage before, that uh, cafe, Queen Stage is actually, it, it's a nod to cycling because that's the, the the big stages on the Tour de France or the Grand Tours are known as a Queen Stage. And it's a, a couple of, a cyclist that runs the cafe. Right next door to that, there's a bike shop. It's just changed names. It used to be Velo Bike, but I'm not sure. It's the bike shop right next door and it rents bikes. But as you mentioned, cycling along the 101, you can start in Del Mar, and head all the way up to um, Oceanside, even beyond. You can go through Camp Pendleton if you take your ID with you. Uh, but it's just a, an absolutely spectacular cycle that just hugs the coastline and, you know, there's none better. But, uh, yeah, if you need to rent a bike, I think that there's probably plenty of other bike shops around, but that's one where I have seen them uh, renting bikes. That's very cool. Um, you know anybody with a Peloton I might be able to borrow while I'm out there, Andrew? 
Uh, <laughs> ours. I'm not kidding. I made Dan put it in the car. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. All right. I've, I've got, I've got multiple options now of people whose house I'm going to show up at uh, early in the morning, looking to, uh, looking, look, looking to take Emma's class. So that should be. I'll just, I'll just warn you, we don't have air conditioning PTF and I've noticed just in the last week or so doing a 45 or a 60 minute pedal, um, Peloton ride, I'm getting very sweaty. That's good. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's, 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 that's good. That's good for the body. But that's fantastic, uh, Christina, that you've brought that to Delmar because oh, they're heavy. They take yeah, up a I, lot of room. I can't believe you moving one of those is, I mean, that is a chore among chores. I'm, I'm very, yeah, we, we made it up the stairs with it last night at 10 o'clock at night when we moved in. <laughs> I actually saw some random, you know, able-bodied young men that were walking down to the beach when I was unpacking and I almost waved them over like, excuse me. <laughs> Can you help me with this giant bike? But we we managed to pull it off. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Well, we'll we could do another fifteen minutes on Peloton, but we're not going to do that. That's it's not going to be that kind of show. We I will go back to you, Christina, to ask about. Um, I don't know if you practice yoga, but do you do you know of a yoga or other like exercise studio kind of place that people, uh, namely me, might be interested in in checking out while I'm out there for this week? Yeah, there's, I mean, I feel like there's a yoga studio on every corner here in Delmar and Solana Beach all the way through the area. Yoga 6 is really popular right on PCH. I think that's where Billy likes to go. I know you mentioned having him on yep. the podcast last year. I'm pretty sure that's his spot. And that's right upstairs, um, kind of near the healthy juice place, choicery or choice juicery. Um, but yes, there are no shortage of it. And if you're a member of any kind of yoga franchise, I'm sure they have that location here you just have to kind of search for it there's orange theory there's pure bar there's f45 there's you know everything club pilates it's all right here it's a it's a very fitness uh, oriented culture tennis is one other that i'll throw out there there used to be i don't know I, I think it was open to the public. There was like the Winner's Circle Tennis Resort right across from the track where one year when I was super into tennis, I went and played every day. I haven't been in a while, but I would imagine that's another just with the weather out there. I imagine that's a pretty uh, a pretty easy one to get done. Do either of you play? I uh, don't, no, but I, I think we all need to take up pickleball. I feel like it's mm. taking the nation. It's having a moment. <laughs> it's, it's definitely it's definitely having a moment. And I, there is I, a really nice tennis uh i think it is public right over by the mini golf directly across the street from the racetrack there's pele's mini golf right there which is a great activity for kids uh, well that's a perfect segue actually to the next driving range there too i want to get to family activities christina and maybe we'll start it off with that we got the 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 mini golf certainly is, is always a hit where is that one that one is right across the street from the racetrack. So almost as if you were going to the Hilton into that area, that big kind of open parking lot, it's right there. And there's a tennis court kind of semi-attached to it as well. There's some camps back there. There's a great tennis camp for kids. I think the golf course has birthday parties. If you have a summer birthday baby, you have the option to do that there. Uh, back up to Carlsbad Lagoon, you can rent the little pedalos. You can rent the jet skis if you're game for it. You can rent paddle boards. Um, Legoland's water park is really fun. And the year-round pass is like $15 a month, I think, if you just spread it out. It's really not that bad. And it's unlimited through the summer. You can be going there all the time. We're on the beach 
you know, five of the seven days that we're here. And I just take a lot of things down to the beach now. Like I take acrylic markers and the kids can color rocks or we take lanyard string and they make lanyards or we take a soccer ball, you know, just take a few toys down there and they will find something to do (laughs) on the beach somehow hunting for sand crabs, you know, you name it, fishing later at night. We're, we're most of the time we're on the beach, but there are so many great summer camps for kids. The YMCA in Encinitas has a program for every age group, for every interest. Uh, Rawhide Ranch Sleepaway Camp is not very far away. If you have kids that are into horses, really, there's there's so much here to do with the kids. There's a new activity for every day. Oh, that's that's excellent. Let me ask about the beach specifically for those who are uninitiated. What's like the best point of access for somebody who's coming to visit in terms of just like public beaches? Is it that Fletcher Cove that Andrew mentioned before? Is it is the, is there another better place to go and access the beach specifically with kids? Fletcher Cove is one place you can enter. There's also a path actually right up the street sort of from Brigantine, if you go up the hill there onto Sierra and maybe a couple blocks down, there are there is a path that will take you right down to the beach. I personally just think that the beach at like 18th, 19th, 20th Street is the most beautiful stretch of beach here. And that's right near Jake's and Poseidon and that little shack. And there's a lifeguard station right there. It's very uh, heavily you know, patrolled by the lifeguards. So if you are there with your kids and want to feel that extra level of safety, you have all of that right there. So if, if parking can be a little difficult in that area, there are some public lots, but I think it's worthwhile if you're kind of taking the whole family to be in one of those spots. Oh, that's that's terrific advice. Now, Andrew, obviously you've got family in. I don't know if you've ever had family visit with, uh, with kids, but just curious to get uh, any other additional thoughts you have about... Uh, you know, entertainments for, for little ones potentially in the area. Christine, obviously being the, the proper expert on this topic. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you, if you don't mind venturing 20 minutes or 30 minutes, you've obviously got a lot of options in terms of the zoo, you know, the, the yeah. very famous San Diego zoo or the, um, the larger safari park as well. I think um, when we went I to love the, the safari park. I amazing. love it. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. And you can jump on a, tr- uh, a little tram at the safari park and it takes you, around it's almost like you are on safari there's giraffes and buffalo and and all sorts of things and um you know it's 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 beautiful i think they say that i think apparently is some large number like the zoo is huge in itself but i think there's 10 zoos or 20 zoos can fit inside the safari park as well so just to give you an idea of how big the safari park is the sea world of course legoland um down at mission beach for the kids there's belmont park which has lots of uh, yeah, <laughs> um, there's rides, um, mini golf and, and all that sort of stuff. So I think that'd be good for the kids. I think I mentioned the seals at La Jolla before everybody loves going and, um, seeing them at, at, um, La Jolla Cove. I think that's kind of fun and you can grab an ice cream at boy boy after if you want to, um, probably worth mentioning the Padres they're playing while we're here. If, if the kids want to go and watch a baseball game. Pete, actually, you can get your uh, tri-tip sandwich because Seaside Market have stalls around Petco Park now as well. So you can kill two birds with the one stone. They also do a tri-tip nachos at the ballpark and uh, plenty of breweries there as well, like Pizza Port and all that kind of stuff. I was disappointed to see that the Padres are out of town the entire time that I'm in town because I really Uh, do love that park. Another favorite that has has an outpost there at Petco Park is uh, Din Tai Fung. 
the yes. amazing yes. dumplings that are also next to next to Santa Anita, which uh, which which I will sadly sadly be missing the Padres this this time around. But just to yeah. underline the shout for the Wild Animal Park, one of the most fun. I, I'm going to say one of the most fun family things, but I mean, it would be fun even without uh, the, the child gives me an excuse to do it more often, but I, I think I'd love it just as an adult, the roar and snore, the camping mm. at the, at the wild animal park, truly, uh, truly fun and awesome. Waking up in the middle of the night because the lion is roaring, not an experience you get to have uh, too often within the, the borders of the continental United States. And that's also not that far from like the Escondido area where the, the, the stone brewery Disneyland of beer is. So you can, you can go there potentially for lunch, uh, for lunch the next day. But that's, that sounds pretty comprehensive in terms of kids uh, and kids stuff. Christina, anywhere in particular, I mean, that pancake place you mentioned, that sounded unbelievable for dining for kids anywhere uh, to highlight among the places you mentioned or somewhere new, particularly good for dining with kids. Well, Pizza Port, whether you're a, a big kid or a little kid, is always <laughs> popular. And I think you can just grab that that pizza, whether you want to have it there, it's casual enough to take your kids and not feel like you're, you know, disrupting the adults too much. But it's also easy just to take that right on down to the beach. Uh, same thing with Brigantine. They're really family friendly in the brig. You know, we'll take our kids in there, sit outside all the time. There's plenty of options for them there. Um, I'm trying to think of what other kind of go-to spots we have with the kids. We usually end up just taking our food down to the beach though. We're, we ha I have this little like $40 roll-up table from Crate and Barrel that has lasted me a decade. And we just <laughs> pop that up and take whatever we have, whether it's CPK, if you want to just have Uber Eats, bring it right up to the edge of the of the shore and grab it, walk right down. And, and we're, we're pretty spoiled in oh. that we just like to eat outside there as much That's as the we can. That's the wise guy move. That's the wise guy move right there. Them. Uber Eats to the beach with kids. Uh, I love that. It. It's worth the extra like $15, $20 not to put your kids in the car full of sand. That, oh, that's great. But you're going to oh. pay for the car wash anyways, so you might as well just get it. <laughs> oh, I want to talk. A few more minutes left. I've already kept you longer than I said. Having too much fun. Apologies for my – thank you for indulging me. We do need to talk about the track itself. Um, one quick one we can knock out is Morning Works. Del Mar – as I recall, an excellent way to do morning works. Andrew, I know you big shot that you are. You just waltz in there with your press pass and do whatever. But Christina, maybe you can offer some advice to people listening who want to come out and uh, check out what's going on in the mornings. Is there a clocker's corner equivalent that's sort of open and, and, and the place where people go and watch? Or, or what advice do you have about that? It's very open. It's very easy. You can roll right in and park and walk right up into the grandstand to watch the morning works. But don't forget about Daybreak at Del Mar. I know you had Michelle uh, on this podcast last year. She hosts that every weekend morning and will answer questions for hours, no matter what awesome. you're you know, interested in when it comes to the horses. And, and no question is a dumb question. You know, she sits and it's basically one big kind of open forum and conversation. And then she'll go ahead and point out if there are any kind of notable horses that 
you might want to follow, whether they're stakes horses or two-year-olds. She knows all of those horses and can point them out while they're training. There's also a donut day at Del Mar. I'd have to check their website, but that's a really fun morning to come out with a family and, you know, just they have free donuts and they have like face painting and a couple other kind of cute activities to enjoy while you're sitting and watching the morning works as well. But it's very open and it's very easy and it's it's a great activity in the morning too. It's still very cool. You're still under the shade. If you just want to get out just for an hour or so, it's it's very accessible and it's free. Christina, you had me at free donuts and, and <laughs> the rest of it is just uh, is, is icing on top of the Sunday. Now, this next question might be the, the, the opposite question in terms of who I want to ask what here in terms of places to hang out at the races. I assume, Christina, you're, you're busy being a, a TV star and uh, an important member of the Blacker team. So I imagine your experiences at the racetrack might not be quite as translatable to the average uh, person turning up as, as, as Andrews are. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but we'll start with you on this question, Andrew, where would you recommend people to hang out at the track? I just love the veranda. The Veranda Cafe, um, you know, they're just positioned up above the paddock. It's on the sunny side as well, particularly um, advantageous during the fall meet, uh, the Bing meet. But I also love it during the summer meet too because it just seems to be where a lot of the action's happening. Uh, you get to watch the horses parade and, uh, you know, it's a great little spot there up there under the umbrellas. And then if you do want to watch the races as well, you just run through the, the grandstand and you, you're there front side in, a, in about two minutes. So yeah, that's probably one of my favorites, but you know, if you want to sit down and have a, a bit more of a meal and all that kind of thing, it's um, the turf club as well. But yeah, I'd, I'd have to say that the veranda has got to be my favorite spot. And I think that's where you'll find uh, Billy from Little Red Feather uh, pretty much every day as well, from what I've heard. That sounds about right. I've, I've sat with him there on a number of occasions. How does one, I've always, I'll be honest, I've visited friends there typically. Have you ever gotten a table for yourself? Like, is it conceivable to do that on a Del Mar weekend or are they like booked out, you know, months in advance kind of a deal? Yeah, I've, I've done pretty well there in terms of uh, just getting there early. Um, there's tables and you go up and you, you speak to the guys and if there's something available to you know, there, there will be a few that have been pre-booked or reserved, but um, you can generally just walk up and if there's something free, uh, get seated. So, uh, yeah, uh, particularly during the, the Bing meet, it, it seems to be a little bit easier, a little bit more difficult. I don't, I don't think you'll get one on opening day, but, um, you know, on a Friday afternoon, if you can get there sort of at, at uh, one or two o'clock before the, the races start off, then away you go. One thing I love about Del Mar is it's very manageable. It's a really good track for being able to go down to the paddock, the Quigley's Corner area as the horses are walking in and be able to watch them and still get to the front side to get to either a reserved seat that you've bought or just a, a good spot to stand and watch. That's a routine that if, if I don't have a table in a place like the veranda, that's the way I'll do it. Christina, what about you? Where do you typically, when you're not working, where do you spend the days? What advice would you have for folks looking to have a good experience during the racing day at Del Mar? Yeah, I'll second the veranda. It's always fun up there and you'll always kind of find someone that that you know. And on the other side, so not the veranda cafe side, but that same level, kind of more on the ocean side of the racetrack, there is a woman at the bar named Kathleen who makes the best margarita at Del Mar. So if you are going to be there, no matter where you're sitting, Go find Kathleen for your margarita and then go somewhere else, wherever you're, you've decided to sit. She is the woman of the moment All up right. there. I'm praying that she's back there again this year because we visit her 
all the time when we're finished uh, for FanDuel. But I actually, I mean, you go to a lot of racetracks and you love to sit in some place that might be a little bit fancier. You love to dress up in the turf club. I you know, had the joy of being at Royal Ascot and all of the sort of pomp and circumstance that that comes with. But I think when you're at Del Mar, for me personally, I like the really casual, like vertical stretch run boxes that are right down kind of closest to the racetrack. I like to come and feel more casual. You get plenty of ocean breeze right there. Just tacos, bucket of beers. Like that to me is the best way to enjoy Del Mar because you can go out to the beach in the morning. If you want to get dressed up, you can right there. But if you want to roll over in your board shorts and flip flops, you can do that too and still take in the great phenomenal racing and, and, you know, all of the betting and everything that you want to experience and expect from Del Mar, but in that kind of beachy vibe, you can still carry your beach vacation over to the racetrack. Oh, this is, this has been so good. I've so pumped to get out there and experience all this stuff myself. My last question will be a simple one. What have we not given a shout to that we should I'll start and I'll be honest I did the hot air balloon for for the Breeders' Cup. I would endorse it, but it was probably the most scared I've ever been. But it's, but if you are not a wimp such as me, um, it what the views objectively were amazing. If I can put aside my own fear, it was it was a really cool experience. And there's still a couple of local companies that do the hot air balloon rides. Still one of my favorite things. The end of the racing day there is you look to the left and you see the Pacific ocean and the sun starting to go down and you look to the right, you see a few used to be a lot more, but you see the hot air balloons dotting the sky, but the hot air balloon, if you, if you, if it sounds like something that wouldn't terrify you within an inch of your life, I'd say folks should consider uh, checking that out. What about you, Andrew, a, a last thing to mention in any category before I finally let you guys go. Oh, I'd probably say if you want to kick back with some live music at the end of a, a fun race day or any other day of the week, the, the belly up, it's worth looking yes. to see what's uh, on the list there at the belly up in terms of um, music is concerned. And also the Kraken opposite the Pacific uh, Coast Grill. Uh, that's always a good one as well if you want a little bit of live music. I, I will just mention too, possibly my Facebook um, has been listening to us record this podcast. There's a... <laughs> A beach blanket movie night at Fletcher Cove on August 12, which sounds a little bit of fun. Pizza port slices, cookies a dollar, uh, and movies under the stars. So that could be a good one for the kids. What are they showing? Are they if they're showing Let It Ride? You'll have it all. <laughs> I don't think they haven't said. Uh, yeah, they don't. They just say movies every Thursday night too. There, that's something we didn't mention. That's really fun down at Fletcher Cove just to listen to the live music. Yeah, I think every Thursday. That's great. That's very good. I was going to say belly up too. That was that great. was going to be my other one. The only other thing I'll add, and just because we're all you know fans of of horses and of equines in general, if you're interested in seeing horses in a different discipline, over at the polo fields, they have some of the best show jumping there too. So cool. if you do like to take in a little show jumping, you'd have to check their their website to see what they have going on. But there's always a big Grand Prix every summer, and that's really fun to go watch and just to see the diversity of the animals that have brought us all together in the first place. That's really cool. Do they do, do they actually have polo matches there during the they summer? Do. Yep. There's polo matches going on all the time right there. Yep. Yeah. Cause that's super, That I think that would be a potentially a fun family thing as well. Have you done that with the kids? 
We haven't done that, actually. I'd have to look into it because I, I Michelle would be the best person to talk to about it, too, because she used to play polo quite a yep. bit. We've gone over for the for the jumping, but not as much for the polo. They also have there's a really big um, soccer tournament called Surf Cup that happens yes. every year right on those fields, which is usually like the first or second week of Del Mar. So if your kids are into soccer, that's a great, great weekend, too. Terrific stuff. Guys, I could do this all day, but I'm going to let you go. I really appreciate it. I'm so pumped. Can't wait to see you both out there. We got to go and find that. Uh, we got to go find your 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 special bartender for the margarita, uh, Christina, at the very least. Kathleen. And Kathleen. Kathleen. And, we'll, and we'll definitely uh, definitely have a chance to, uh, to, to raise a glass and talk some horses. Christina and Andrew, thank you so much for your time today. No it was fun. It Looking was forward good. to having you here. It was good fun. Bring your bike shoes and your uh, uh, Lycra, Pete. Uh, I will do it. <laughs> One more shout for the charity challenge before we get out of here. The sponsors of today's show, Little Red Feather, putting this one on again. Sunday, August 13th, you can play on track or via TVG.com. $600 buy-in, fantastic prizes. Check it out under the contest tab on the Del Mar website or click the link in the show notes to learn more about it. You'll be hearing more about that in subsequent weeks as well. For the charity challenge, for Brownie, for Christina, I'm Peter Thomas Fornatal. May you win all your Del Mar photos. <laughs>